Welcome to Uplift, inspiring stories to uplift the world. I am Gemma Serenity Gorokov, your host, and today we have a very special guest, Michelle Steiner. She is a disability writer and a para-educator. Thank you for being here, Michelle. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank and you. Yeah. So my first question, can you please introduce yourself a little bit so that people sure. can really have the feeling they know you and everybody's curious about your <laughs> titles? Sure, that, that, that's perfectly fine. Well, my name is Michelle Steiner. I live in the United States uh, in Pennsylvania with my husband, Ron, and our two cats, Jack and Sparrow. I work as a paraeducator in a school with students who have disabilities and some who just need a little extra help. And I also have a blog called Michelle's Mission. I'm a disability writer and speaker and photographer, and I have a learning disability myself. I have dyscalculia, which is a math-based learning disability. I have limited hand dexterity in both of my hands, and I also have visual perception issues, but that's in my brain, not in my eyes. Okay, thank you for precising that. So you obviously overcame your learning disabilities and you obviously completely prevailed and started to help others on their journey. Tell us a little bit about um, the few struggles that you got throughout your experience based on your learning disabilities and how you actually just say, you know what, no, it's my time, let's do it. Right, well, I was diagnosed whenever I was in kindergarten and throughout school, that was a big struggle for me, even from the beginning, it was, it was really difficult. I struggled emotionally, um, socially and uh, academically, definitely. My teacher could see that there was a lot. I was struggling to do counting and dot to dot pages and I just had difficulty with understanding things. And socially, I, it was hard for me because I was an only child and I didn't have a lot of uh, peers to hang out with. I hung out a lot with adults. So, And having a disability made me stick out like a sore thumb. So I struggled with bullying and anything math related that was really hard. And I can remember being a young child and just being really discouraged, thinking that life was always going to be hard and that I couldn't learn. And thanks to having accommodations such as extended test time and having a test read aloud and also having specialty instruction, I started to uh, be able to learn. And I was able to be in regular ed classes for things I was good at, such as reading and science and social studies. And eventually I was in all regular ed classes except for math in a resource room. And another thing uh, that really was difficult was driving. We figured out that that wasn't the best option for me with having one, but I'm pretty lucky that I live in a central location and have a great support system of family and friends who can take me where I need to go. And it also was difficult uh, figuring out what I wanted to do with my life with having one. I knew that I wanted to go to college, but I had a lot of people who didn't think I could do that. And it was just about finding the right program and the right services to, to be able to do that. Yes, and um, because you accepted 
and you mm -hmm. embraced the limitations that you have been dealt with from birth, mm -hmm. that allowed you to actually be open to finding solutions and go around the problems and um, like, like living in a central location with everything around you to allow you to go here and there with public transportation or Lyft or Uber or anything else. Yeah, exactly. If I, we have pretty much a limited bus service. Uh, we live in a pretty small town, but we are able to take the bus to places we need to go. We do have other transportation services and my husband's able to take me and I can also walk to a lot of places. That's actually my preferred method when I don't have a ride. And I get that opportunity sometimes when I'm on a walk to take pictures of flowers. And that's something I would miss if I was in the driver's seat. And it's just about trying to, uh, learning disabilities are not something that necessarily leaves. We just have to find different ways uh, to be able to live with that and just different strategies to use and see what works. And I'll tell you, it has really sometimes has had a lot of hidden blessings that I wouldn't have ever thought could have happened. Totally. One of the things I want to emphasize here is that Sasha, who is my husband and mm -hmm. the co-founder of Uplift, Inspiring Stories to mm -hmm. Uplift the World, was also born with a disability mm -hmm. and he overcame, I mean, he beat the odds. Good. He did everything the medical community told him cannot be done. And one of the key terms he coined is, no, I am not disabled nobody is ever this anything mm -hmm. i am differently abled i do things differently and done and they are done okay right Bye. yeah exactly uh yeah people have different ways that they they need to do things and just different things and we just find a different way to do it and that's that's how they do that. And there's also, uh, I remember I had a friend that says, I hope you can see that you're more than just a disability. And that really made that really made sense after a lot of those years, because there's things that I'm good at, and there's things that I struggle with. And I just find it so much more empowering for me to focus on what I can do and what I enjoy doing, rather than things that are, are things that are hard for me. And yeah, and the and that I have to just find a different way around a lot of things. Totally, totally. Now, you also said that you are a disability writer. And yes. a disability writer, I may understand it different ways. So what is your work as a disability writer? What do you do? I write articles and produce content about life with a learning disability. I use a lot of metaphors uh, to just describe what that is like to, to have one. Writing has always been a really healing thing for me. I can remember one of the first things we found out that I was really good at was writing. My dad saw a story about a dinosaur that I wrote. So that's really good. And that just encouraged me to write more. And I can remember I had a friend in a writing group years ago that told me, you should really write about having a learning disability. And I thought, oh, that's too personal. I don't know if I want to really write about that. But when I finally got the courage to write about having one, it really um, 
opened up a new world for me and just was something that was really healing. And I put a lot of that on my blog, uh, Michelle's Mission. And I also feature my photography as well. How amazing. See, you just embraced it instead mm -hmm. of avoiding it and, and putting it aside. The fact of accepting yeah. and embracing right. your own learning disabilities or differently ableness mm -hmm. allowed you to actually step into your truth, your identity, your power, and truly transform other people's lives and yours first. Exactly. Because for so many years, I wanted to run away from having one. I didn't want to talk about it. I thought, oh, it, it's something that people are going to not accept me for. But when I embraced that, I found there's a lot of people that have come to me and said, oh, that's my story too. That's something that I have. And it, it's created a community. And I think it also has helped to create a lot of empathy with that too, with embracing it. It helps me when I'm with my students that have disabilities to be able to understand them. And it also helps me when I'm talking with other people that have disabilities as well. What are other kind of disability that you are helping um, parents and students to deal with? Because you just have a few of them, there are a plethora more that are distributed among human beings. Yes, exactly. Uh, there are 13 disability categories. Uh, some of the ones we see a lot of are autism, along with uh, other ones that have learning disabilities. Some of them have dyslexia. Some do have dyscalculia, the same as I do. Uh, we also see ones that might come in with a physical disability and they might need uh, a wheelchair or a cane. Uh, we see students too that have mental health issues in our school. We see a lot of ADD, ADHD. Uh, we also have students that have behavioral issues. And I even we even have students that come in that also have maybe ones that are not uh, that are low incidence, such as being blind, blind or visually impaired, and also uh, deafness is another one that we that we can uh, come encounter with. And uh, I also have students that don't have a disability, but they have a 504 plan. So we might see a student that doesn't qual qualify for an individual education plan, but they may have migraines or diabetes or arthritis. And a lot of times what we need to do with that is we need to know what happens when those conditions uh, with, with the student and are going to come up, but they don't need a formal education plan. So we get a wide variety of uh, disabilities and in our day. Yes, it's a, it's a wide variety and it really, it, it, it touches different parts of people's lives. Mm -hmm. And the goal is really to just do it differently. Just focus on mm -hmm. what you can instead of what you cannot. And be grateful exactly. for the entire life that you still have, yeah. even if you have it slightly differently than other people. Right, because that's what I try to um, emphasize with my students. Some of them will come to me and they'll say, 
oh, I have a learning disability. I'm stupid. And I get that chance to say, no, you're not. You, your brain is wired differently. And that also gets me to share my story. But I get that chance to encourage them and to give them some skills that may work for them to use. Totally, totally. That's amazing. And um, you mentioned also that you do photography. And when we explore a little bit of your social media and your website, and <laughs> we see a lot of those flower pictures. That is amazing. Do you want to share a story how you, you, you got acquainted with photography or how you fell in love with it or something like that? Sure, I would love to. I can remember... The I didn't think that I was very artistic or I didn't have a lot of visual um, things that I could do, but I remember I took a picture at prom and it was of a tree and at the venue we were at and there was an older woman in the writing group and she looked at it and said, this shows perspective. And all my other peers said, why did you take a picture of a tree? And I just, I, didn't really do much with it for all those years and years passed and I was at a wedding with my husband and we stopped at a cemetery and there was these beautiful angel statues and I took a picture of one of them and I can remember I had a friend who was really particular and she she said oh these are really amazing did you take these and I thought oh if I made her happy I must have done something right and I entered them in a show and I, I won, I think, honorable mention. And after that, I started to get that encouragement that, oh, I'm, I'm good at photography. So I started taking pictures of flowers and people would say, you bring out details in a flower that I can never, I would miss. And I started to notice details like when I was in the car with my husband or if I was on a walk. And that just started to inspire me to take pictures of different things. Beautiful. That is really encouraging what you're sharing. Thank you so much. It is encouraging. It is uplifting because you really rejoice in those quote-unquote little things of life that are so big. Because when mm -hmm. you just think about the, the, the creative mind of God, universe, or, or our creator, mm -hmm. to go and to, to really conceptualize those amazing plants, flowers, and, and what is in the nature, it mm -hmm. is a true work of art. And when we can admire that and, and bask in that beauty, that is oftentimes very healing. It also gives perspective. Mm -hmm. And it really allows us to come back to our center and say, hey, I'm so lucky to be alive and to enjoy that. Yes, definitely. I, I love that because I mean, sometimes if I'm on a walk and I don't, I don't have a ride or if I just need to walk somewhere, some I could be upset about not having that ride, but then I would miss the flower. I would miss that healing. I would just miss that opportunity. And I just try to take what I, um, what I can out of the situation and turn it into something beautiful. That's truly amazing. Thank you so, so much. So you said that your website is Michelle's Mission. Yes. Michelle's Mission.net, not .com. <laughs> Not Eventually, me. hopefully, yeah. <laughs> so far. Yes. All right. 
That's great. So on your website, we can actually find out more about you, learn, yes. uh, discover your story, more about your story, and see your flowers and how you can actually help um, disab uh, with disability writing, like provide yes. articles, blog, and other things like that. And also help students learn better or learn differently. That's really mm -hmm. Thank you. Great. Michelle, thank you so, so much for sharing your experience with us, for opening up that world of possibilities. And is there anything else that you have on your heart that you would like to share? I would just love to encourage people to know what they want and to uh, not to let a disability scare you into going after your dreams. And that sometimes success uh, may not always come in the past uh, the way that you expect it, the package that you would expect it, but sometimes something even better. That's gorgeous. I fully, fully, fully agree. Thank you so, so much. Well, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure.